Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. We are back. And we are live. It is Fight IQ presented by Rotowire. Here to talk UFC 251, three title fights. Kamara Usman, Street Jesus Jorge Masvidal for the welterweight title. Max Holloway, or I should say first, Alexander Volkanovsky, the champ, taking on Max Holloway 2 for the featherweight title. And Jose Aldo and PTR Jan for the bantamweight title, which in my mind is held by Aljamain Sterling, and the winner of this fight gets to challenge him. But anyway, Oof. here to talk about all those things, and more importantly, some DFS. I have to include FanDuel, but still, the big money this week, especially DraftKings, million dollars to first place. We have our second Millie Maker we'll, we'll, we'll be chasing. Going to talk about all things DraftKings FanDuel, breaking down these fights for DFS. I am your host of Daily Fantasy Sniper. Long intro this week, but the card deserves it. Excited for it. With me, as always, to break it down, the important guys, the analysts. I'm just here really to moderate and keep these guys in check, maybe throw in a little bit of analysis when I can. It is Chris Olsen and Joe, better known as Sun Tzu. Guys, how you doing? I'm doing great. I can't, I can't wait for this. I was so bummed out when uh... – when Burns popped or pop, popped, I'm, I shouldn't use that language. When he tested positive for uh, COVID, and uh, Masvidal stepped up and, and he saved the card. And Gilbert says he's feeling better, so good news all around. And I'm just really excited for this. I can't wait to see the uh, disclosed payouts for um, this one. I don't yeah. think it's out there yet, but I'm really curious on what those numbers on are. Joe, we got a couple female fights to look forward to, and 
I know more importantly for you, a million dollars up top. How you doing this week? Oh yeah, man. So we we've got we've got another Vaseline fight going on here. Um, I I actually put a chart together to show the uh, from Procter and Gamble showing how the sales of hand lotion increased commensurate with um, weigh-ins and ultimately fight. Um, we got Paige Van Zant against Amanda Ribas. Uh, this is Paige Van Zant's last fight under her UFC contract. So is she showing? Is she going to show up for Bellator? And we got a million dollars last time. An Amanda. Nunez lineup was only split up three ways um, mm-hmm. with the, the same number of entries. So, um, you know, you have hope and we only had 11 fights. Now we have 13. Let's, let's, let's embrace the variance, man. Yeah, I built, so I, I'm only to a certain extent, you know, bankroll, bankroll management things you have to keep in mind. I'm only building 10 lineups for the million maker and then playing my normal stuff other places that I think are better GPPs and two way different approaches. The Millie maker stuff I'm building off the wall, crazy shit. Like I if anything between like a thousand and $2,000 on the table, you know, is it there at the end? So will I, because that's the kind of lineups I'm building. Cause I don't, I don't want to split it 20 ways. I want to win, I want to win the whole thing and the rest of the stuff I'll be more conventional. So that being said, Let's talk about some fights, guys. We got 13 fights to get through. I haven't seen you guys in a while. How we're going to try and do this to an hour in an hour? I just have no idea. But we'll give it we're our best shot. It. Don't worry. We, sh- we 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 should we should at least some of these fights we should try. That being said, before we do get started, make sure to go to rotowire.com/free for a 10-day free trial to all their premium content. No credit card required. Sports are coming back. Soccer is going strong. MMA, as I mentioned, you know. DFS and season-long football stuff, I believe, is, is being posted. Like Tons of stuff is up there. Make sure and go go check it out. Also, subscribe to the podcast, uh, Rotowire on YouTube, Rotowire MMA on iTunes. Give all of us a follow on Twitter. One last plug. Uh, Chris is at Real Chris Olson. I'm at Sniper underscore DFS. Joe is at Sun Tzu. Enough of the intro. We have Martin Day at 8,500. Take it on Davey Grant at 7,700. Martin Day minus 155. Grant, the comeback is plus 145. Fight goes to decision minus 170. I don't know how I feel about the, that. This is one of the first fights of the night I'm looking forward to, to target. I think, you know, we had an aggressive Hawaiian in Martin Day and the oft-injured veteran in Davy Grant. Been in the UFC five years, has fought four times. Joe, how is this adventure going to go? Kick us off this week. Well, so to be fair, I mean, Day is, is coming off of a couple of injuries. He hasn't fought in, what, a year and a half? Um, you know, three canceled fights, two for injuries to himself. One um, was a COVID postponement. Look, if you tell me, and we discussed this off air, guys, so I'm, I'm repeating this for the benefit of our millions of listeners. If you told me that I would get the same UFC metric guy that, that scored 100, and signif- 100 significant strikes for Martin Day in his last fight against, uh, in his last loss, then I would be all over Martin Day. Truth be told, I do like the way that he's been training. Um, I've seen some of his, uh, you know, his, his media. Um, looks like he's in good shape. I believe he's one of these Hawaiian fighters. I believe he does train a little with Max. Um, you know, so I do like him here. Um, he is coming off a layoff. Um, two fighters that are not very active. I guess I'll take Martin Day, but really for him to win, he needs to really land often because that's really his path to victory is standing up and throwing volume. Um, so give me Martin Day here. I don't know how much exposure I want to him yet. I'm still lineup building. I needed to wait for the weigh-ins, but I'll take Martin Day here. 
I'm a little higher on day. Cause I think, I mean, Grant is Grant typically wants to box, but he finds, you know, when he has the grappling advantage, he goes there. I just, I think day's takedown defense is going to be good enough. And I like day a bit in this fight to, to win the standup. And I think potentially get a finish. So Chris, what do you got here? So, um, this is a, my birthday on the first fight. Cause I get to disagree strongly with Sean. Um, I, I don't, I don't like Martin Day kind of at all as a fighter. I think that the more I watch him, the more it just seems like, you know, we like him as, as sort of, I mean, it's tough to call a prospect because I think he's a little bit older than your typical prospect. But, uh, you know, he's long. He's sort of flashy. He does good work to the body and mixing up the targets. But I just see a guy who gets backed up a lot and – he doesn't even really get a chance to use his best weapon all that much, which is those kicks. And then when he does use them, he kind of telegraphs them. Um, he had no business even uh, getting a, what was it, a draw in that last fight? Yeah. He, he had no business. He, decision he, lost. What decision lost. lost? Sorry. Oh, wait, yeah, lost. wait, and wait, wait, wait. Go watch the fight. He won that fight. He was no, borderline. No, well, he, was he, going, he was going to win it, except that he – telegraphed one kick too many, got it caught, got knocked down, and then spent the entire third round on his back, if memory serves. He still should have won the fight. He won, he won the other two rounds. But I, that's me, well, neither here nor there we can disagree. Okay. Agree to disagree on so many things. But, uh, look, I, I just got to say, it, like, I just feel like his game breaks down when he's got an opponent that's going to pressure him. It happened on the Contender Series, too. And he's good in the scrambles. Um, we saw uh, Davy Grant get tapped out by um, oh, who's the Polish fighter who's no longer here? Uh, Damian Stasiak. Damian Stasiak in the third round of that fight. So that's uh, not great. But I just think that basically Martin Day is kind of. I feel like he's kind of losing these fights and then sort of just wins them because he can show up as the fresher fighter. I don't think he's going to have that luxury against. Stasiak, I feel like he's taken his cardio pretty well into, into the end of fights uh, when he's had to. I feel like he's a good mover on the feet, and he's sneakily athletic. You wouldn't really think of, of him that way, but I, I like his boxing game. I like the way he gets in and out, and uh, I think he gets his done here. So I'm going to kick the card off on the dog play, and I'm taking Davy Grant. I just – where I disagree there is I don't think the pressure is going to be there. If, if Davy Grant can pressure – Martin Day, then you're probably right. I just I think that's where we disagree here. So we'll see how that one shakes out. Yeah. Next up, Carol Orosa, ninety two hundred, taking on Vanessa. I always want to call her Veronica. Vanessa Mello at seven thousand. Line on this fight is pretty wide, and I remember thinking, gotta get the exact number. Sorry, guys, I clearly am a little bit rusty. Minus two fifty for Rosa, plus two thirty for Mello fight goes to decision minus 300 the fact that carol rosa is minus 250 against anybody is it's not good because she's not good the problem is i looked high and low i looked hard for a reason to pick vanessa mello and i couldn't do it yeah she's not so, good so she's not good but neither is rosa so the line's wide and the price is there that's really it though i don't you know that's the breakdown of this one i'll take rosa but i'm probably gonna have more mellow just in case you trips ass backwards into something uh chris yeah um i i agree that neither fighter is all that great but i'm taking uh I, i'm taking rosa here and i think she actually might get a finish i just i, I agree with your sentiments about mellow like I, I just don't see anything good about her like 
She's glacially slow. She her hands are really slow. She throws big looping punches, but and that it would be something. But there's not even any power behind them. She doesn't even have a a stoppage by strikes in I think 17 fights. So I just think that like like uh, Rosa got hit a lot in her debut against Trace Cortez because she keeps her her head high, but she even got a knockdown in that fight uh, late in the third round. So her aggressiveness and the fact that she's just going to be in there throwing volume. I really think she gets a stoppage here. I think she landed something like 124 significant strikes uh, in that fight against Rosa. Tracy. Yeah, something like that. Right? Rosa was like 170. More, oh, dude. was it 100? Okay, so it's 170 ish. Wow. Okay, so not, not really, but that's what she was credited with. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I so so there's that, and I, I I just don't see Mello dangerous in any facet. Um, it's it's weird to be so confident about a fight with two very low level fighters, but uh, if Melo surprises me, it's gonna have to be because I just don't see it. So I'm I'm taking Rosa possibly by finish, and I have to say, I mean, she's way priced up on DraftKings, but if you're on FanDuel, she's only sixteen dollars, and that's the middle of the pack. So you get the, you get a good discrepancy there. So if you like uh, uh, Rosa and you don't want to spend the ninety two hundred, play it on FanDuel. It'll get better. But uh, Rosa's the pick. Yeah, it's it's for those you know we gripe about fight metric all the time. I will continue to do so. I do think they are atrocious. Something I did see, you know, I forget what was written or just somewhere. Basically, any strike at range doesn't matter. It could you could reach out and flick somebody. I think if it's at range, it's credited as as significant. Yeah, it's when they're in the clinch and on the ground that they kind of take liberty with it. That's right. Weird, on the ground, especially, which is a weird thing to distinguish, but that is. If you're ever wondering, at least there's that to it. If it's at range, it's significant. Doesn't matter. So anyway, on that note, Joe, how do you have? Okay, so, yeah, two quick points here. First of all, Sean, I would if if I was you, I would save mellow and hard for the Ben Zant fight. Chris, are glaciers really slow? I mean, you know, with global warming, um, that's what I always want. Um, this is also sort of a James to fight in the sense that you know, mellow is definitely lost to better fighters than um than our, our friend Rosa has beaten um, for whatever that's worth. Um, aside from those three interesting facts, I would say I have to go with Rosa here. Again, another one of those situations where if I knew the same person who scored the 176 significant strikes for Rosa in her last fight is on board again, this would be a lock and load kind of play. Um, as it turns out now, I don't know that she's going to get that much ownership simply because um, I think, you know, you pay up a little bit, you got Kamaru, um, you could pay down and get uh, Ozdemir. I, I just don't know how popular she's going to be. But if you take a look at her last score, I could see her getting some ownership that way. But I will take Rosa here. All right. Moving out. Moving on. I like the pace guy. She's doing a great job. Raulian Paiva, 8,700, taking on Jaglas Jamagulov at 7,500. God, I crushed that. I'm that sorry. was excellent. I'm, was I'm taking a second to pat myself on the back. Moving on, the odds in this fight, uh, Paiva minus 165, Jumagulov plus 155. Fight goes to decision minus 270. I went into this fight thinking, all right, I'm going to be all about Paiva. And I'm still picking him to win, but Jumagulov is not bad, guys. Like, I think the range and size of Paiva is going to be a little bit too much. Jumagulov's got plenty of volume. You know, he throws big, but doesn't really knock people out. I actually think this is a pretty close fight, and I... 
I'm picking Paiva to win, but I'm going to have more shares of Jumagulov just because of the price difference. And if he wins, he's more likely to end up on the optimal. So I think Paiva wins. I think his 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 range is going to be a little bit too much here. Um, but Jumagulov definitely. I think he's a live dog on this card. Uh, Joe, start us off on this one. Okay, so you got Zahuka, who is uh, or Double Z, as my good friend Gravy Cakes calls him. Um, against the that's guy, a good cop out. That's nice. Yeah, like against, that. that's against, the, yeah against the fighter who, um, you know what, uh, you know, missed weight by 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 twenty pounds. No, not really, but five. Um, be, only because he did, he did, he forgot to order the vegetarian meal on the flight over. Um, look, there's some decent wins for for Double Z Zahuka, um, Bagatinov split decision, um, decent win. He's got a win over uh, Tyson Nam. For that reason, he'll probably get some ownership. However, I feel a lot better about the fact that uh, Pavia missed weight by that much because that generally means you just stop trying at some point and you don't dream yourself and you don't look like Jose Aldo who needed, you know, who needed a towel and some dental floss. I mean, you know, so I would say I'm, I'm probably a little higher now on Pavia than I was, but why not throw a few shares on this guy? Um, he's got a couple of decent wins. Um, he's one of those, what, uh, Kazakhstan fighters that, you know, tough guys. Uh, he is the uh, he is second out of 107 active Kazakhstan pro flyweight. So, and second in Central Asia as well. So, with those accolades, you know, you got to have a couple shares. I will take Piva to win. That's brutal, brutal recommendation. Just throw that at the end. <laughs> Chris. Yeah, um... So I, I kind of share your misgivings a little bit, Sean. I just – the Paiva just – he they mentioned it on a broadcast where, like, he doesn't retract his jab all the way up to his chin. He gets cracked a lot on the counter. Uh, he get, gets hit so much. The reason why I'm leaning Paiva here is is just the wrestling. Uh, Zemagulov gets taken down pretty much in every fight that he's in. He gets back to his feet a lot. But I think the length here could have something to say about that. And – Piven, not traditionally a wrestler, but did look to grapple a lot either in his last fight or the one before that, I can't remember, but has looked uh, to wrestle uh, somewhat uh, a bit more frequently lately. And um, I agree. I, just, I think that the, the length is going to be a bit too much. I would agree that maybe he doesn't hit value, but, um, you know, en enough rinse and repeats, maybe it's a good cash play. Um So, yeah, I, that that's pretty much it. I, I, I will, I'm not going to have too much of this fight. I, I agree that if you like Zamagulov, you should play him because, as you said, he's more likely to be on the optimal. But I, I like Paiva here in what could be kind of a boring uh, control fight. Um, so, yeah, um, I, yeah, I'm taking Paiva. And we have a request in the chat to uh, to talk about captain mode. Uh, we could do that now or we could do that at the end, whatever you guys think. We'll do it at the end. We'll, okay. we'll, go, we'll go through. So, uh, Vince, hang out for a little bit. We got you, buddy. I and, knew it was uh, you, Vince. I, I knew it was you before I even before I even looked. <laughs> moving on, moving out. Maxim Grishin, eighty one hundred, taking on Marcin Tybora at seventy nine hundred. Fight is now Pickham Tybora minus one ten at seventy nine hundred. Grishin plus one hundred. It's Pickham. Even the other way in some places, depending on the book you use. So basically, a pick'em fight here. Fight goes to decision, doesn't go to decision. Also a pick'em at minus one ten apiece. 
And I got to say, this is the fight I'm probably struggling on the most. I think it's lined exactly right. I'm pretty much pick them on it. I think the finish prop is pick them, and I have a hard time distinguishing between the two. Grishin is a light heavyweight making um, this, taking the fight on short notice. Tybora is a smaller heavyweight who doesn't really have a chin. Grishin can be taken down. Tybor can grapple. It's not the best grappling, but he can do it. I'm kind of up in the air with it. In the end, I lean towards Tybor. One, because I've seen Grishin get more love than I think he probably should. Two, I like the grappling upside of Tybor. And three, he's kind of been there before, and he's not the guy taking the fight on short notice. That being said, it's incredibly close, but those are the things that push me a little bit towards the Tybor side. Chris. Yeah, I'm a little stronger on uh, Grishin than you. I hope so. You you can't get any more lukewarm than I just was. This is the one fight where I'm really lukewarm. Yeah. Well, I I actually like Tybora a lot against uh, Romanov. Oh, yeah. I had a bet on that fight. Yeah. Romanov barely is like it looks like an amateur fighter. But uh, Grishin to me looks like, um, you know, he's big. He's got a little length. He's got some power. Um, he's got good wrestling defense, as far as I can tell. He had a fight with Jordan Johnson. Got taken down a couple times, but, you know, Jordan Johnson, that's all he does is go for it. So if you can stuff, like, seven out of nine, uh, so you're doing pretty well. Um, and Taipura, he just seems to have reg- regressed quite a bit uh, for me. I, I feel like I-, I thought maybe we might – we were seeing, like, a breakout heavyweight guy when he finished uh, – what's his face with that head kick, Victor Pesta, and then – from there, I think after the Verdum fight, his boxing just looks so tentative. He doesn't really kick at all. He's used wrestling as a, an escape hatch in certain fights, but I don't think again he's going to be able to do that here. He's been getting hit a lot more lately. I mean, this he wasn't a, he wasn't a guy that was getting finished, and then he gets finished by uh, Suzaki, and then one more I think, right? Uh, uh, Russian fighter before that. Yeah. You you gotta give me find a way there's uh, for you to permission me to to put up some of these comments. <laughs> I like some of these. He needs Volante's diet tips. Oh, yeah. like I I I'll, I'll watch the chat a little closer. I would give you permission if I knew how, but uh, maybe we'll work on that for next time. But um, but yeah. So I think Grishin could uh could get a finish here. I I just don't like how like I said tentative uh Tiber has been in these fights. I think. Uh, I think he's kind of lost a little bit. So I'm taking Grishin here. I think it could be a finish. Joe? I don't want any part of this fight. Um, I, I actually was looking forward to, to King Kong fighting because I love any any fighter that's got a style defined as sumo, um, where he just picks guys up and throws them down to the ground. Um, you know, I, I do not like the track record of uh, fighters coming over from PFL. I... Starting to question their their drug policy. Um, you know, I <laughs> look what happened with Lens last week. He got he got starched um, by by Boser and and you know just got lit up by our friend uh, Andre Olaski. Um, you know, so I don't know about fighters. Now, now we fighter coming over from PFL on short notice, making his debut at heavyweight. Now, with that said, he's not giving up a whole lot um, in terms of height and reach, a little bit, but. Tybora has fought so much better than this guy. Um, He may not be the greatest fighter in the world, but he was beating Derek Lewis before he wasn't. Um, He's had some competitive fights. Um, I honestly believe that if he can't beat Grishin here, that he should be cut from the UFC because this is about as easy of a fight as he's had in quite some time. 
So I don't want any part of this fight really for DraftKings, but I do think that it's Tybora's fight to win. In all fairness, Joe, everyone is beating Derek Lewis until they're not. <clears throat> okay, fair enough. True story. Moving out, moving on. Leonardo Santos, 8,800, taking on Roman Bogatov at 7,400. Santos minus 175. Bogatov plus 155. Fight goes to decision minus 125. Fight doesn't go to decision minus 105. I you hear me kind of stutter on that one. I, that fight doesn't go to decision numbers. Interesting to me. Um, okay, look, this is this is. I'm going to take a second here because this is the one underdog on the card. I believe I'm picking straight up to win. I'm taking Roman Bogatov. When you hear Roman Bogatov, pretty much think Bartosz Fabinski. Just grapple, 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 going to wrestle, 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 take down, take down, take down. Now, on paper, this is a bad matchup because Leonardo Santos is the better striker with power and is a, B- is a BJJ guy, a high-level BJJ guy. Here's my problem. Leonardo Santos is a walking injury. You can go through his his record, and he's got good wins on there. I don't have it up in front of me, but it's um, Anthony Rocco Martin, I believe. Anthony Rocco Martin's on there. What's the other one? There's one other Kevin really good Lee. one. Kevin Lee on there. And those are those are older. The problem is he's constantly hurt. He's 40. He's coming over from um, Brazil where they have a real coronavirus issue. That's probably the most the, the biggest narrative reach I'll take here. I just. I just don't trust him. I don't trust 80 aging 40 year old fighters at 8,800. I just can't do it. Um, I got a guy on the other side who's going to want to grapple. I'll take my shot there. I will have head shares of Santos for sure um, because he can finish, but there's other people in that price range. I'd rather, I'd rather pay for Whereas Bogotov, it's about this card is about getting the underdogs, right? And I think a lot of people are going to focus on the Andrages, the Holloways, the Masvidal's like, Find somebody in this range who wins with his style. Look, I think this fight plays out one of three ways. I see Chris making a face, but this fight, Chris, uh, this fight plays out one of three ways. One, Bogatov looks for a takedown, gets knocked unconscious as he comes in. It's going to score well. Two, he's going to grapple the ever living crap out of Santos and score very well. Or three, he's going to be doing that and at some point gets caught in the submission. And depending if that third one happens, which I think honestly is Santos' most likely path to victory, if he doesn't do it in the first round, he doesn't score very well. And even if he does it in the first round, it's 90 points plus a little bit, 95-ish on this card. I don't think that's going to get it done. So I like Bogotov much more as a DraftKings play, and I like the grappler against the older BJJ guy who's constantly hurt. All right, that's the longest I'll give on a fight breakdown of this card because it is the one underdog. I am picking. Chris, start us off. All right, before I go, this is what I was laughing at. Uh, Joe looks like he's being recorded on a trail cam. It sort of looks like you're in the woods a little bit there, Joe. I don't know what's going on. Is it dark? Is that because it's a little dark behind me? I don't know. That might be it, but uh, that just made me smile a little bit. Okay, uh, here we go with the breakdown. I mean – I think your concerns are pretty well-founded. I'm not really a narrative player as such. If I was, that, that would be a pretty good justification. But I, I just think um, the BJJ uh, rationale plays uh, for that. And I also think that, um, look, like where has it really shown that the age is catching up with him? I don't know. I mean, he, I mean that, that Stevie Ray fight didn't last very long, but he looked pretty, plenty quick there. And uh, certainly against Stevie Ray. Well, yeah, but I mean, 
well, but but who but who's this? This is a ten and zero guy from you know who knows who he's fighting. And um, it's not bad if you go if you go if you go back and look. By the way, it's not. He's the number one lightweight champ, dude. Oh, okay. You know, M M M M one's no joke. There's been guys coming from M one that haven't done so well. Yeah, but Don't don't no. But there's there's some M one guys who have busted, but just. It's not jungle fights. Like he's not. No, he's not no, no. Strong. I understand. Yeah. I got I understand. you. I understand, but I just think that, like, also when I watch him fight, it's like he's got. He's weird because he's got moments where he's a good control grappler. Like you see him do the Khabib thing where he figure fours the legs, and you go, oh, "Okay, so that looks pretty good." And then he's got moments where, like, he try he loses position trying to to uh, move to a to a better spot and. You just can't do stuff like that on the ground against the, against a guy like like uh, Santos. And um, I don't know, like on the feet, it looks like it looks like your typical wrestle boxer, like trying to just pressure and and throw big big strikes until you get into the clinch. And I don't know, this just doesn't seem like a guy that Santos loses to. I mean, he's still plenty athletic, as I alluded to. And um, yeah, I, I I just I just think he gets this done. Uh, I like him quite a bit. I it's Look, he's a dog, and he's a wrestler, and he's going to look to grapple. And so everything Sean said is 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 on point. If you want to go in that direction, I am not. I think Santos gets this done, and probably by finish. Joe, yeah. So I agree. This is Santos's fight to lose or win, however you want to look at it. Um, the one point I do have to make is that do you know when Santos had his first MMA fight? It was actually five years before the release of the first iPhone. That's how long Santos has been fighting. Um, he's only fought like three times in the last five years. Look, that split decision against Martins was not a good luck. But other than that, it doesn't look like he's lost all that much. That was um, one of the worst fights I've ever seen. Go yeah, ahead. there are pretty there are pretty solid statistics about fighters once they turn 40. Um, shout out to Technical Tim and Brett Apley. Uh, you should certainly check that out after you listen to our pod. Um, you know, there are really some solid stats. With that said, I'm kind of with you, Chris. I mean, because my buddy Sean has been really hot with his underdog picks, I will have shares of the M1 lightweight champ. But um, I have to believe that this is Santos's fight to win. Moving on, moving out. We have Makwan Amerkani, 8,600, taking on Danny Henry at 7,600. Makwan's minus 192. Danny Henry is plus 177. Fight doesn't go to decision, minus 165. On paper, a good one uh, to get uh, exposure to with the inside the distance prop. And Makwan being a grappler here. Joe, how do you have it? Mr. Finland. So um, anyway, I um, love his topology picture. It is by far the best photo I've ever seen on topology. Um, what you have to look at here is some narrative. Um, Mr. Finland looked really good early on against Shane Burgos. Got his takedowns. And then apparently just like ran out of gas. Um, what a lot of people don't know, shout out to Newsom's MMA, is that um, Marconi was very ill that night um, to the point that he was ill in his dressing room, did not want to cancel the fight, spent two days in the hospital after that fight, not because of any damage he took from Burgos, but from his illness. So that's what I consider to be pretty solid narrative. I think he's sneaky. I think he's got a solid floor because he's going to get his takedowns. Um, you know, as sneaky as anybody who's a two to one favorite can be on a stacked card. So I think he could put up some points. I really do. I mean, he's got that, he's got a really weird price. Um, you know, so if you are looking to do something in the mid range, 
Um, yeah, I think he could do far worse um, than Marwan, and he's got a pretty solid floor. So give me Mr. Finland here. I'm also a Mr. Finland in this fight. I agree with everything Joe just said. Chris, what do you got? Yeah, um, I look, I, I hope Joe's right. I hope he's sneaky and people don't take him because I'm going to take a lot of him. Um, I don't think I don't think Danny Henry is a UFC fighter. I just don't. I, his first fight, he fought uh, Daniel Tamer. Tamer got tired after beating him up for a round and a half. That's who UFC wins. How many you got? And then, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and, uh, then uh, in, in, what I'm sh- in what I'm almost positive would go differently if they fought again, he caught Adawadu with a nice counter shot and then finished him on the ground. Um, Amir Khani is just way too seasoned a grappler. He, he keeps himself safe inside the cage, so I doubt he's going to get hit with any kind of um, – any kind of counter shot like that. And look, um, his hands are getting better. Like they're not great, but he can at least fire a jab and look, they're pretty quick. And he's a, he's a better grappler than Henry and Henry gets hit hard by almost everybody. Uh, so yeah, I'm taking Eric Connie. I don't think that Henry has much of a path unless, you know, he somehow pulls something out on the ground. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I like a lot of Eric Connie and uh, I'm predicting a first or early second round finish. Moving out, moving on. Muslim Salikov, 8,200, taking on Zaleski Dos Santos at 8,000. Line on this fight. Minus 130 for Muslim Salikov, plus 120 for Um Fight does not go to decision, minus 125. Problem is neither one of these guys are very high volume. It's it's typically you know to score well, knockout or bust. The exception is Zaleski Dos Santos can grapple a little bit, which is why I'm surprised he's the dog in this one. I thought it would have been you know a little bit the other way. I guess the the uh, travel factor and just you know people you know Muslim does hit a little bit harder. I think he seems to have power, but Zaleski's tough man. I've watched him be in some wars. I know he got. Finish in the third round by um, the leech in China, but still, you know he he looked bad in that fight, but he was tough and you know took a beating for, for almost three round for almost three full rounds. So I'm trying to get out of here. Is this one? I think it's going to get uh, maybe a little more ownership than it should because if th- these guys don't find a first round finish, they're not they don't. There's not a ton of volume here. So I'm going to leave Zaleski for the grappling upside. You can play a little bit of both sides. It is a GPP fight for sure. Uh, Chris, what do you have? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna lean uh, the other direction, but it is just a lean because, like you said, these guys are. I mean, the battle of the spinny kicks, right? And then we'll see who who comes. The capoeira out. kicks are prettier. Yeah, that's, that's, but that's the uh, breakdown. But um, the thing about uh, Zaleski, and and I was like, I, I try, I watch him, and I I try to realize why I don't like him as a fighter that much, and I think it's because. Um, like he, he gets all spinny and does all his weird, cool stuff. But if you can back him up, then he basically just becomes like a blitz forward striker with like his boxing. And so if you take away the kicks, I feel like you take away a pretty large percentage of his game. And I think Salikov is going to be able to do that. Um, and just have, uh, Zalescu just try to burst out at him like, uh, Konchenko did. But the, the thing here is that, uh, so Santos had a had a really good, uh, really pretty big speed uh, speed advantage over Konchenko. He's not going to have one over Salikov. It's not a noticeable one anyway. So I think the fact that uh, Salikov is going to pressure, plus he's got the uh, speed to at least compete, if not. 
be a little faster. I just feel like he's going to be the one to control this fight and probably win it by decision. Joe. If Capoeira was easy, it would be called Kung Fu. Um, give me Capoeira versus the king of Kung Fu. Um, he's got one blip on his record in, in a long time, and that is the fight to uh, that is the fight by uh, uh, Le Jing. Um, let him get got back on track. Let's let him continue his run here. Um, give me Zalescu. I, I, I like that he is like you know fading into dog territory here. It was even when I saw it, and then I, I see some money coming in on the king of Kung Fu. But uh, give me Zalescu here. Moving out and moving on, we have Vulcan Ozdemir at 8,400 taking on Yiri Prohaka at 7,800. Ozdemir minus 145, Prohaka plus 135. Fight doesn't go to decision, minus 175. I've become a believer in Vulcan just that he's not as bad as I thought he was. I think he's a legit light heavyweight, and I'm not talking, you know, people instantly want to avoid him because he lost to Anthony Smith where he just flat out gassed out. Take away that fight for a second. He was a split decision loss to um, Dominic Reyes, who you could argue he won that fight. He did split, win that fight. Yeah, and a split decision win against um, Alexander Rakic, who we all agree is a top-tier um, prospect. So, yeah, people see the Anthony Smith thing. I think they're going right away from him. Yuri Prohaka is the risen light heavyweight champion. Um, Ryzen by the way, is the same organization who's putting on Gabby Garcia against grandmas. Like he hasn't fought anybody under like age of 37 in forever. Like Yuri Prohak is beating up people in retirement homes at this point. And four years ago, he lost to Muhammad Lawal. Like, whoo, let's, let's hold on. You're losing to, to King Mo, you know, not 10 years ago. So that being said, Prohaka hits hard. I think Ostemir obviously hits hard. It's a little more technical. And I'm getting the sense Ozdemir is not is going to be less owned. Yeah, give me Vulcan against you know the uh, the uh, newcomer. I'll have some shares of Prohak in case he finds a knockout. But prove it to me at this level. Just prove it to me. And Vulcan, for as much as I've hated on him for a while, he's he's proved it to me. So uh, give me Vulcan, Joe. Yeah. So Jerry has been you know beating the ghosts of Christmas past. Um, you know, and in Dalloway and King Mo and um, look, I. I like you, Sean. Feel that that you know Ozdemir won that fight against Reyes. That that was a very fortunate decision in Reyes's favor, and ended up getting him that title fight and allowed him to look as good as he had against. And, and I was on Reyes, by the way, and I thought, yeah. oh, I just lost. Uh, so was I. So was I, and I was I was dreading because I, I was really sure he lost that fight. Um, the only reason I'm going to have any shares of Jiri is because the um, you know the shirtless Canadian Cody Safrick. Um, actually is kind of high on him. And I heard he looked really huge at weigh-ins. So maybe I'll have a few shares of him. But I really think that this is the easiest fight that Vulcan has had in quite some time. I don't understand why the line isn't higher. I'd say, I think this should at least be 5-2 to two, um, um, for you neophytes, uh, minus 250. Um, I, I don't understand the line. I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be betting some more Vulcan. I'm going to put him in a few parlays. I'm going to have some shares of Jiri just to be different and – you know, in the case that the shirtless Canadian is right, um, I would uh, I would take that. Was he shirtless? Yeah, he did. In the last episode of the pod, yeah. he did the, he did the show. He did the show shirtless. Good on you. Yeah, I'm not doing that, uh, yeah. Chris. <laughs> yeah. Um, the more the more I looked at this fight and thought about it, the more I like Vulcan for it. Um, 
I think, uh, how do you say his last name? Prohaka. Who's the mayor? Prohaka. No, no, the other one. Oh, this mayor I got. He's been here long enough. But uh, no, uh, Prohaka, like, I, I, I mean, I get it to a certain extent. He's fast. He's powerful. He's got a nice, he's got a nice uh, fast hook. He, he throws from uh, different angles. But look, as you guys said, and I'll, I'll dig down to this a little deeper, he's fighting, you know, uh, you know the legend circuit, um, and that I think it was the last fight against uh, CB Dalloway. Dalloway looked good in that first round before he got knocked out. So um, I just think that um, look the the one thing that uh, I, I love here about uh, Vulcan is we saw in the last fight against Rakic where he destroyed that lead lead leg. Uh, Prochaknik, I forgot again. Prohaka. Prohaka. Just call him Jerry. Jerry is good, Jerry. Uh, so Jerry stands really heavy on the lead leg. He likes to cover distance with those strikes. I think his leg is going to get really, really destroyed. Even in the fights he's winning in Ryzen, that's happening to him, and he's toughing his way through it. I don't think he's going to be able to tough his way through this one. Can he catch Vulcan? Maybe, but it's not like we've seen evidence of Vulcan having a suspect chin or anything like that. So even if he has to take a couple shots, I'm okay with it. Um yeah, I would have both too because I do think it's a fight that ends in the decision. So I'd have shares of both, but my shares are, are going to lean pretty, pretty uh, substantially on the Vulcan side. Uh, I think he gets his done by the finish. Moving out and moving on, we have Amanda Ribas at ninety five hundred taking on Paige Van Zant at sixty seven hundred. Line on this fight, Ribas is minus seven fifty. Last time I looked, is that still the case? Or is it gone higher? Yep, seven fifty. Paige Van Zant plus six hundred. Um, I wrote somewhere that Paige Van Zant is about to get her ass beat, and everybody knows it except her. Like that's how I feel. This fight, like that's the feeling I'm get, getting with this lead into to to this fight. Look, Rebus is a legit prospect. Van Zant, unless she does land in something flashy, I don't I don't see how she beat Rebus. Can have the conversation. She's the most expensive fighter on the card. Can you afford her? Etc. will be in the optimal lineup. That's a bigger conversation. Um if a couple dog put it this way, if if we get a couple dogs winning, then she'll have no problem as long as she scores her hundred and smashes Paige. If Paige is tough and drags out a little bit, Rebus is going to have a hard time reaching the optimal. I think Rebus runs through her. I think she is legit. And the next time we're going to see PVZ is in Bellator. Chris. Yeah, I, I'm trying my hardest, but I can't figure out a way that Paige Van Zandt wins this fight. All um, people do. <laughs> strike, well, who does? I thought you. I thought I, you always dig for for the uh, biggest biggest underdog in the card. You oh, always. yeah, no, no, that's I, that's why I'm saying I, I really gave it a shot, but I, I couldn't do it. Um, look, her she was getting tagged up coming into the pocket against Rachel Ostovich, who was hitting her with big right hands, just because she just sort of swings her way in and doesn't move her head, and she doesn't have power, so it, it none of it works really. And Rivas is just good everywhere. I mean, she's athletic. She's a good boxer. She's a good kickboxer. She can wrestle a little bit. Um, uh, in the past, uh, Paige Van Zandt has been able to use her grappling as kind of a parachute. She won't be able to do that here. I think Rivas is the better grappler, too. Um, now, the point about whether she will score well enough is a legit one because as much as, you know, I don't think Paige is going to win this fight, I must say I don't think she gets enough credit for how tough she is. And we've seen that before. We've seen her really take beatings in fight. Against Rose Namajunas, although that was 
Um, Rose ended up scoring a lot of points in that fight because she took a beating, and that could be the case here too. But um, if you're worried that she might get extended, she could absolutely get extended, uh, Rivas can, because Paige is very tough, and uh, I feel like we should give her credit for at least that much. But as far as where the fight goes, I, I think this is Rivas every day. Joe? Yeah, so we're going to need a quick little screen share here um, to actually uh, to actually kind of, um, you know, illustrate. Don't put anything inappropriate on the screen. I'm terrified. Don't put anything inappropriate. Come do on. Do it. Man. Do it. I'm going to have to do a little screen share here. Um, let's see. Share my entire screen. Let's see. Come on. Ah, man. Come on. There we go. Okay, so... What I think we need to do here is, first of all, do you guys see this? Okay. No, you got you to actually, you got you got to share it, Chris. Do you I have to? Do, oh, I have to do something. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah. Oh, okay. so, oh so, God. So we got we got uh, we got about a gross bottles of hand lotion, and then of course, Joe, you promised, Joe. I promised. Promise. Oh, look, this is very PG, guys. And then what happened? Grow up, Chris. At the conclusion of this fight, is this. That is, a, that is a monument to an exploding whale right there. So, um, okay, can I take it off, please? Yes, that's, that's going to happen. Um, yeah, so look, Rebus is very high priced, highest fight, highest priced fighter on DraftKings. I do say, in all seriousness, that if you are, you know, going to max enter or play a significant number of lineups in the Millie Maker, you need, you probably should have a share of Paige Van Zandt because that is probably your best chance of not sharing the million-dollar top prize with a lot of people as if somehow Paige pulls one off here, which is um, no pun intended, um, which is possible. Um, again, you know, if you're looking for some narrative, this is a fight up a weight class. Reboss, I believe, is typically a 115-er. This fight is 125. Um, I don't know that that makes all that much a difference. Reboss should win this fight going away. Paige is tough, though, man. She has fought with a broken arm. I've seen her pass out rather than tap. So, look, Rebus could get extended. Um, I really don't give Paige a great chance to win. I'm obviously going to pick Rebus to, <laughs> Rebus to win the fight. Thomas, where do you think children come from? Yeah, exactly. Come on, guys. Hand lotion and exploding whales. Um, so, yeah, so that's what uh, that's what I'm going with here. I, I just don't know how much Rebus I'm going to have on DraftKings. Um, look, if she punishes Paige and Paige is just like Felicia Spencer to – you know, you know, too tough for her own good. I could certainly see Rebus racking up some points here, but um, I, I just don't know. Um, so Rebus is probably going to be under-owned as the highest price fighter on DraftKings, um, so probably worth a few shares. And yes, to, dis to distinguish yourself and to be different, you probably should have a share or two of Paige if you are playing a significant number of lineups in the Millie Maker. All right, moving out, moving on. Next fight up. Is oh we're into the good stuff now. Here we go. Rose Namajunas nine thousand taking on Jessica Andraj at seventy two hundred. A line on this fight: Namajunas minus two hundred, Andraj plus one eighty five. Fight does fight goes to decision minus one twenty five. About a pick 'em. Look to me, this line is offensive. People are acting like the first fight was a fluke. Look. Yes, Rose was up in the first fight, looked good in the first round. It's, the problem is the pressure of Andrade, pressure, pressure, pressure. And against a fighter like Rose, I think eventually she's going to break her again. The problem is, and there are some concerns here, I'm not just, you know, Andrade, by the way, going to be probably the chalkiest underdog of on, on the card, by the way, because we saw this fight, Andrade won. 
You know, there's a reason why Rose is the favorite. I just think it's too wide. The issue is we just saw Andrade get flatlined by Whaley Zhang. Like, you know, at some point you got to have some some semblance of defense and, and not be getting knocked out. Like getting knocked out at 115 is it's not great. So the durability thing makes you question a little bit. Just that slight nugget of doubt in my mind. Andrade is going to be popular. Um, I am uh, another under actually. So I am picking two underdogs to win on this card. I lied. I'm taking Andrade, but it's a pretty chalky underdog. I'll have some shares of Rose, by the way, because she was hitting Andrade a lot in the first round. And if Andrade goes down, Rose is going to be an underowned piece of the optimal lineup who could win you a million dollars if Rose figures something out. This fight is also three rounds instead of five like it was the last time. So it's not like an all-in type of fight like it was last time. So uh, the Vogelman just a chalkiest behind Max. Disagree. I think Andrade will be the chalkiest. Um, you could be right. It'll be close, but I think it's Andrade one, Max two, but we're splitting hairs. Um, who's up for this fight? I think it is Chris. Oh, is it? Joe? No, it's okay. Joe. Joe. That's all right. I'll make it quick. Uh, give me Andrade. Um, you know, Rose, I love Rose. You will always have a place in my heart. Won me the contest to go hang out with Frank Murr in Orlando. Was one of, one of the better experiences I've had in, in mixed martial arts. Um, watching or betting. It was cool hanging out with Frank Mir and Rose Nama Yunus made that happen by standing, doing a standing choke on, uh, was it? No, was it? Oh, she beat Paige Van Zandt. That's right. <laughs> you know, but she, uh, it was really, I have a lot of, I have a lot of love for Rose. I just think that one, she hasn't fought since that loss. She's a bit of a head case. Um, you know, she's had a couple of people in her family affected by COVID. She gets my sympathies for that. Um, I look, I, I think the three rounds actually favors Andrade. Um, she doesn't have to worry about conserving cardio, um, for a five round fight. She can kind of go out there and, you know, just shove Rose around. Now, obviously if Andrade should decide to, you know, lose her fight IQ and try to trade at range with Rose, she's going to get lit up like she did in the first round of the last fight. Um, hopefully she will not do that. She will look to muscle Rose, use her superior strength. Um, for those of you that are watching this pod for the first time, Andrade used to fight at 135. I mean, so can you imagine? So she has got a lot of strength. She is one of the strongest fighters in this weight class. Um, all she's got to do is muscle Rose, get her into a clinch, you know, maybe maybe try to force her down. Rose has got a good – the funny thing about this fight is Rose is probably better everywhere except in power and, in, you know, in some of the intangibles. She's got a better overall ground game. She's a more technical striker. Probably a better all-around martial artist, but I like Andrade at plus one seventy or whatever that number is. So give me Andrade here at plus one seventy. Chris, yeah. Um, first, uh, for our friend MK Takeoff in the chat, um, the, 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 that, that, that's not you're going you're to address that. That is not how time works. Well, I'm just gonna. I know, but uh, the guy's confused. You know, I'm, we're just gonna help. Him I know. Out. I'm, 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 I'm busting balls. Uh, uh, the, the fight, don't worry about Sean. He's a big meanie. Um, the fights are gonna be at uh, on Saturday, so tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern. So there you go, my friend. Enjoy them. Um, yeah, I, I'm taking a drive too. I, I pretty much I go what Sean and uh, Joe said. The only thing I, I would say. Um, uh, Sean, you mentioned uh, the Whaley Zhang fight. I just think it was so long. Like, Andrade hasn't met somebody who could hurt her in so long, probably ever, that she probably just didn't think it could happen. And so we saw – who did we see that uh, – uh, well, well, not um, 
not too long, but we saw it again. That kind of reminded me of like Vulcan, uh, not Vulcan, of um, uh, Alexei Olenek when he fought. Uh, I'll say that man's fought. name on this podcast unless he's, <laughs> unless he's, he's on the card. Only he me be quiet. Podcast. But it reminds me when he fought uh, Overeem and he just kept ba- barreling into the clinch and eventually one of those knees was the kill shot. But I don't think she's going to have that problem here. Um, she's already felt Rose's power, for one thing. And, uh, I mean, I know she got knocked down. That was, I think that was a little bit more of a slip. Um, she did get tagged a lot. There's no question about it. I think, um, to your point, Sean, I don't think that was a fluke. I mean, the slam itself might have been. I think there's ample evidence that Andrade was taking that fight over. She made a nice adjustment with the light kick, kicks, and she was closing her down more. And I just think it's it's exhausting, the pressure, 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 as you said. And uh, so, yeah, I'm going Andrade. She will be super chalky. And because of that, I also support Sean when he says that you should have um, uh, more rows because she's going to be a contrarian pay-up, I think. And, um, and those can pay off if you get them. So, um, yeah, I'm going on Drash here. I think by the midway through the second, it's going to be her fight. Moving out, moving on. Title fight time, guys. We're here. Peter Jan, 9,300, taking on Jose Aldo at 6,900. Peter Jan, minus 215. Jose Aldo, plus 195. Fight doesn't go to decision, minus 170. Look, in my mind, I think Jose Aldo's got to finish this quick when he has you know, the most power in his hands. I think he's going to need to finish. Jan, I think if this fight goes a long way, I think Jan will be too quick, a little too technical, kind of new school versus old school. I do think Aldo is very, very live early. Um, should he land, obviously the bigger guy, the former 145 pound champion, you know, you can argue the 145 goat. And that's a whole other different argument that can get people all riled up about, but we won't have it. Um, I'm taking Jan, but Aldo, live, live dog, and it's 6,900. I don't hate him as a cash game punt either. I think he's fine in all formats. Um, Chris? Yeah, um, I was going back and forth on this fight. Uh, I'm picking Aldo because, A, I think he has a shot to win, and, B, I love Aldo, so it works out. Um, I just think that you can't, like, Peter Jan has been great in the UFC. There's no question about it. But he hasn't exactly been an immortal. We saw um, John Dotson knock him down. We saw... Jimmy Rivera in maybe the strangest fight I've ever seen in the sense that Rivera won every minute of that round except for the last minute of every round when he lost it terribly. So that was just the last minute of every round because he would get stuck up against the fence and Jan would hit him hard. I I like that we saw a really consistent pressure from Aldo in that Marais fight to the the, uh, degree where Marais said, look, I didn't expect him. Uh, to put me on the back the back foot like that the whole time. So if he's got that kind of uh, come forward attitude, one, it's good because as I said, that Jan uh, can't stick him against the cage. But two, maybe maybe it's true. Maybe his cardio will last a little longer at this weight class. It's kind of counterintuitive, but uh, maybe it works because he did look good into the third round of that fight. So um, we'll have to see. I think Aldo. One of the things here, it's funny. It sort of reminds me of. Um, Fedor. Now, it's relative, of course, because one's a heavyweight and one's a featherweight to a phantomweight, but uh, there's a lot of things you can say about Fedor, right? His chin is gone, he's older, but he didn't really ever lose his speed, right? It, but that's all that you heard was, oh, he's gone, he's 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 washed up, but he, at least to my eyes, he still basically kept his speed, and that's kind of what I see from Aldo. 
I think Aldo still basically has his speed, especially in his hands. And I think that a guy as dynamic as that could catch Jan. Uh, especially, I don't like the way Jan blocks. He uh, he blocks like this. He just shells up. And Aldo can get one of those through and then change the fight that way. Make no mistake, Peter Jan is, is, is a marksman, and he picks his shots really well. And once he's got his reads, he goes to town. But as Sean said, I think the first one, two, maybe even three rounds, I think Aldo's got a real shot here, and I'm picking him. Yeah, so uh, first, I got some sad news, guys. I mean, first, let me deal with the positive. We, we do have a little bit of sad news, and I want to thank uh, the guys in the chat, uh, Thomas, Tomas, Ryan, Tyler, Vince, Joshua, obviously Tajik, of course, Tyler, and then if uh, the man who could make a Mensa candidate feel stupid, um, our man, Nan, but our super fan is gone. Where did our super fan go? Take me to church. Come on, dude. What happened? Is everything okay? Um, in any case, I like, um, I like Jan here. Um, Aldo had a, didn't have a great weight cut, um, you know, needed the towel, needed the hoop, needed the dental floss, um, needed it all. Um, you know, I, I do like Jan. I do think Jan will, I, I can see Aldo winning a round or two, but I do see Jan wearing him out. Um, the longer the fight goes, I, I think Aldo's path to victory is to get a relatively quick finish. And for that reason, I'll have shares of him on DraftKings. But I think if Jan plays the long game, he can he can wear Aldo out and and win a pretty decisive decision, or maybe even get a late finish himself. All right, moving out, moving on. Cold main event time: Alexander Volkanovsky, ninety one hundred, taking on Max Blessed Holloway at seventy one hundred. Line on this fight: Volkanovsky minus two ten, Holloway plus one ninety. Fight. Goes to decision minus two fifty five, fun high scoring fight the first time. Expect more of the same here. Um, I came close to picking Max Holloway. Just look, he didn't have the same. He still had a great volume. He was he was different to me because of the leg kicks. And if Volkanovski is able to beat up his leg again, it's probably the same story. That being said, you have to think Max is going to make an adjustment. He doesn't sound great. He's never spoken incredibly well. People are thinking he's punch drunk. Maybe he shot. Like, all concerns. And he said he's he's convinced he won the first fight, which is, sorry, you didn't. Yeah. And if you don't make any adjustments, then it's more of the same. That being said, more of the same is still going to score well for DraftKings. And he's live to win a fight. Should he get a, you know, a, a decision? You know, things go a little differently for him. I think he'll be right there. If he wins, he's 100% on the optimal lineup. I'll have plenty. I'm just shading towards Volkanovski. I'm not totally sold on Volkanovski on the optimal, just in case he takes a more patient approach, which, you know, Holloway fights typically force volume. I'm kind of looking for ways not to go all in on this fight. Um, but I'm pretty much there. Like, it's splitting hairs to not go all in. Um and I will say the stack, if you're playing um, DraftKings cash games, if you're not stacking this fight as like the first thing you're doing, go ahead and send me your head-to-heads. Like just send them on over because then you're doing cash games wrong and we should have a bigger conversation. That's what I have on this fight, Chris. Yeah, um, I, I agree with you about uh, cash games, by the way. And I do think that... Um, I do think that Volkanovski takes this. I think it was the leg kicks in the first fight, but I also think it was Volkanovski exploding in and out of range with power 
I think that um, I think that uh, Holloway struggles with that power. We saw Aporia. I mean, he likes to just get in your face and throw volume. And if you can scare him out of that pocket, uh, like I think Volkanovski did, I think it's just hard for him to get his game going. And then you add in the leg kicks that just you know every time he tried to plant and throw it was just uh disrupting his game i think we're gonna get a lot more of this um i don't want to steal joe's thunder too much because i'm sure this is coming but we know that holloway had a rough uh camp that's all i'll say because i have a feeling joe's gonna take it he's nodding his head yes so I'll, i'm gonna go ahead and um so yeah i i just think that um Look, Holloway's game is is great when he can get it going, but against a guy like uh, Volkanovski, who first stifled Aldo's game, and we we all thought it's so funny. We all thought Aldo was finished, but it just looked that way because of what Volkanovski was able to do to him. And he looked similar against Max. I think he's going to put on a similar performance. I like him a lot here. I think he's he he, he does very good things, cerebral things inside the cage, and. Um, I think he's a really high-level fighter, and I think he gets this done. Yeah. So for all the reasons Chris said, um, first of all, if there anybody, if anyone is not stacking in this fight, please send enough head-to-heads to Chris so he could buy a new chair. Um, you know that would be very much appreciated. My best friend over here. Yeah. So yeah, Max had a very interesting camp. Um, not sure that he did any sparring or actual training. Um, I think what was he doing, Chris? Playing video games. Um, yeah. yeah, I, I, look, I don't know that Max, and I'm repeating what Sean said, he had to, he has to make adjustments from his last fight with Volkanovsky to win this fight. I am not highly confident enough to know that he's made any of those adjustments, which is why I favor Volkanovsky here, which is why I'm picking Volkanovsky. All right, moving out and moving on. It's main event time. Kamaru Usman, eighty nine hundred, taking on Jorge Street Jesus or Gamebred, your call. Masvidal at seventy three hundred. Usman minus two thirty and falling. And falling, yes. Bananas. Uh, this opened at minus three fifty, so public money coming in. I suspect it's going to go back up. I think sharp people. I like to think of myself as one of them, ideally, knock on wood, um, are waiting for this line to go as low as it's going to get to and then jump on it. Like, I, I got some money put away to make a bet here. Um, Usman wins pretty much everywhere unless Masvidal lands something spectacular. He was saying today he's got, you know, a, some a special recipe, some secret sauce. Let's see what it is, uh, Jorge, because I am... I'm not seeing it, but Usman is the real deal. He can grapple him. He's going to be more powerful on the feet. I don't, you know, we've seen Usman crazy cardio. Like, I struggle to see where Masvidal is going to win other than landing something spectacular like he did against Askren. I just, I don't see it. So give me Usman all in in this fight in GPPs. You know, Usman in cash games is the play. So, yeah, I, I just, it's pretty straightforward main event that I'm really looking forward to. And if I'm wrong... Could be a rough day, but I'm going to have fun watching. Uh, Joe, start us off. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> what I'm hearing, it's it's the redneck money that's coming in on, on Masvidal. Um, you know, the $20 and $30 bets with the four or five and six-figure bets coming in on yep. Usman is what I'm hearing. So it's really it really is interesting. I mean, look, he, he got the baddest M belt, and, and, you know, that's a good thing. And 
I know he's been training for training with Poirier, but that's different than training for a fight. I like that Usman took this camp in Colorado when he thought it Burns was going to be his opponent. Um, I look, I like Usman here a lot. I'm going to have shares Amas Vidal for the simple reason that he can, he's got power and he can win. Um, but I really have to think the all around game is, you know, going to favor, uh, Usman. I just hope that he doesn't try to stand and strike that he hasn't developed that level of confidence in his striking. Use your wrestling, clinch, fight him, use your power, um, drop him to the ground you know, pull a Damian Maya on him. Um, that's what you need to do here. Do not get into a, a classic, you know, range-based striking exchange fight with, with Masvidal because you may take some damage that way. And when you start to take that kind of dam- damage, ask Donald Cerrone how his fight against Gamebred went. So I like, uh, I like Usman, but I want him to stick to his wrestling-based game plan here. Chris? Yeah, I... It feels weird that I'm I'm so high on Uzmir because I I really do like a lot of uh, Masvidal's game, but I just feel like it's it's just a, a particularly bad matchup. Um, Masvidal gets back in into the cage by almost everybody he fights. Till got him there. Um, Nate Diaz got him there. Uh, even Damian Maya to a certain extent, and um, I just think that I mean that's Usman's entire game is to back you into the fence with some striking. Then once he has you there, dirty box takedown, dirty box takedown, repeat. I think um, I just think I think that the problem is that Masvidal relies on his ability to scramble too much. Like I I I think he thinks very highly of it, but I don't think it's going to work here. I think that, uh, Masvidal has really good uh, kicks from range. His boxing is really good. Obviously, his counters. He's going to have to hit. Um, Usman with something hard, and it's probably going to have to happen early. Um, otherwise, I just don't see it. I'm taking Usman here. I, 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 in a certain extent, like I don't dislike Usman, so I'm not exactly rooting against him. But it would be cool to see Masvidal win. I just don't see it. So I'm going to be watching this as a fan. But as far as uh, as far as the uh, DFS goes, I'm going to be heavy on Usman. All right, guys, we have just broken down 13 fights. Before, oh, you know, last thing before before the um, before the hot takes, let's go Fanduel. Uh, oh right, Fan, yeah. Fanduel really prioritizes finishes even more than DraftKings, especially early ones. So you know you can look and you get three five round fights. So anybody to win a five round fight, you have to consider strongly as a captain. And then for me, I think you're looking at guys like you know Vulcan. You know that the heavyweight fight. I think for the most part, though, the MVP exposure, it's probably going to be a, a lot in the in those five round fights. And anybody you think can get a first round stoppage, which there are some of those out there. But that's that's pretty much how I'm looking at Fanduel. You guys have any differing opinions there? Well, one thing I would say is that like if you're not if you're not um, really in on uh, Fanduel, maybe you just want to give it a try for MMA. Remember that your, your, your captain play, they don't charge you extra money for it as they do on uh, DraftKings. So that's kind of interesting where you can just w- sort of put in whoever you want. Um, I mentioned the difference of price between someone like Rosa before. Um, there's also there's another weird one with Masvidal where he's like $18 for some reason. And uh, Peter Jan is 19 So I don't, if you think Masvidal is going to win, I guess really take that because I doubt anybody's putting that in their captain spot. But uh, – 
Yeah, pretty much uh, just what, what Sean said. I, I mean, I like to go a little bit off the beaten track for captains uh, at times when I can, just because, um, you know, I feel like, I feel like there's going to be a lot of, um, a lot of looking at, in, at those five round fights. And uh, I mean, I'll, I only, I only really love uh, one of them to score really well. I mean, the Aldo Yan one can, it sort of depends on how that fight develops. Um uh, Jan, uh, Holloway, Volkanovski is probably a high-scoring decision. So I would say fan out and, may, and maybe look down the card. Look at that Vulcan fight, as uh, as Sean said. If you want to get a little crazy, maybe look at Rosa, who I actually like for a finish. And as I said, who is um, who is uh, priced down on there. But, uh, but yeah, all good stuff what Sean said. And uh, I think that fan, it's interesting, FanDuel, but I just don't – I hate their um, – their, their, their stats with the um, – I really wish that wasn't the case with the, um, you know, uh, submissions def- or takedowns defense and submission attempts. But, um, you know, it's, it's a decent – I like the captain's idea. And so, uh, yeah, give it a shot. And uh, I think, uh, you know, some good advice there from Sean. Too. All right. Joe, anything to add or hot take time? I don't, I don't play FanDuel. I hate attack. I can't stand their attack. All right. So that being said, guys – I'm going to queue up hot takes, fire away in chat. We'll get to them at the end. Before I do that, I'm going to do this closing part now. Make you wait for the hot takes. We can get the hell out of here right afterwards. I've got a couple more fights to watch for Wednesday's card. Anyway, make sure to go to rotowire.com slash free for a 10-day free trial to all their premium content. No credit card required. Subscribe on YouTube to Rotowire. Subscribe on iTunes, Rotowire, MMA. Follow all of us on Twitter. It's right there on the screen. I won't make you go through it again i won't read it okay guys hot take time joe i assume you have a bet fired up because you always have bets fired up. i do hot takes. i do so first um by the way uh the real chris olsen has written a couple articles on road wire does not one of them address FanDuel? uh yes it does in fact so go read chris chris's articles um okay so my parlay is this it is a four fighter parlay um with odds of plus 842 it is uh, Volkan Ozdemir, um, Alexander Volkanovsky, Kamara Kamaru Usman, and Jessica Andraj. Those those four fighters pay plus eight forty two. Could bet a little bit, right? Over a hundred bucks to win a thousand. I like it. I'm playing it. You guys should play it too if you have the cojones. Um, bet with your head, not over it. I'm gonna go next. I like Chris closes out this week. Um, I'm gonna say. That uh, for for the wording specifically, I'm gonna let you guys have some some say. Oh, what is no words? What do you think Martin Day's ownership is gonna be? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, I I don't know. Maybe like uh, mid to low twenties. Okay. 70-80% of the field going to be dead after the first fight. Martin Day on the optimal is my hot take. All right. All right. I, I am going to um, I'm going to pick a favorite, but I still think it's in the spirit of a hot take because it's a plus money play. Uh, last I looked, it was plus 350, and I mentioned it earlier. I'm going Carol Rosa by uh, KO or submission. So right. by any finish? It's by any finish? Any finish, yeah. That, in- that includes DQ, too, but, you know. Host okay. inside the distance. Uh, we're going to read some of these. We got Volkan Ozdemir. That's not really a hot take. Volk by KO, says Thomas Tyner. I like that one. 
Uh, Thomas, Thomas S. Fight metric by TKO. Yeah, they do something stupid. Me and Joe will be unconscious screaming. Yeah. Um, somebody asking, when is the fight? Saturday on the East Coast. Fights start at 6 o'clock, 8 o'clock for the – 6 o'clock early prelims, Eastern time, 8 o'clock prelims, 10 o'clock main card. Um, first fight on Optimal, Thomas Turner. Oh, yep, we agreed. I like it. Rebus uh, John Tiller, Rebus Aldo Holloway Usman inside the distance parlay. That is a lot of finishes, and the Aldo one that's going to make some big ones. Tybora by sub. I don't hate that one because he has the grappling advantage. Yeah, I like good. that, uh, Josh. Um, Tyler Lee, you know, I don't even want to say that, Tyler. You, you're gonna you're gonna insert me, insult me. Scroll up, type it all in one one comment. Get out of here, Tyler. I'm not even going to read that one. Grishin oh. high, Grishin high score from Markoval. Last one, five plus underdogs wins. Says Brandon Parker. Wow, that yeah. is how someone min- wins a million dollars by themselves. Everybody that root that Brandon Parker is right. And that one of us take it down. That's what we got for you guys. Fun podcast. I want to congratulate these. Or really, good job, guys. We kept you know, 13 fights under control. Pretty concise. Some fun stuff. Everyone out there, thanks for joining us. Good luck in your contest. We have four fight cards in like 13 days or something like that. So enjoy. Good luck in all your contests. See you next time. Peace. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.